today, you guys are all in for a treat as AJ and I break down the worst position in fantasy football, the tight end. AJ, how are you doing on this wonderful evening? Doing pretty good. I don't, I'm not a tight end hater, so to speak. I know uh, in our home league, shout out my guy, Nick, my, my brother from another mother. Every year we talk about, you know, what we can do to the league. We add a position, we do whatever. He, he always brings up, we should just get rid of the tight end. I'm not there yet, though. I, I don't mind the tight end slot. It's, it's just that as you guys, you know, sit back and listen to our lists, it's like there's like three or four guys you feel good about. And then it's just a throwing shit against the wall and seeing what sticks. It's it's not great. I'd rather get rid of the tight end spot and just add an additional flex. Right. I mean, I, something we can talk about. Yeah, we'll talk about that off mic. Let's the last few uh, podcasts we've been really up against the wall, like really needing to rush to to close out the the pod. So let's try to get into it earlier because uh, I feel like a lot of these guys aren't going to warrant you know fucking massive discussion. Like, oh, why do you like player X? Well, because he he's on the field a lot. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's really all it is. <laughs> all right, so why don't you uh yeah go ahead and kick this thing off? Well. No surprise here, Travis Kelsey. I don't think there's any other choice here for number one. The guy's been number one for how many years running? He's going to continue to do it again. No Ty, no Tyreek Hill. More targets coming his way. Uh, I, I will say this. I think this may be his last season of really being the number one guy. I think he might consider retirement after this season. Uh, but who knows? That's neither here or there. Travis Kelsey's number one. So, because you mentioned how many years has this guy been the number one tight end in fantasy football, I decided to actually look into it while you were talking. This fucking guy has been the number one tight end for five straight seasons. Five seasons. I did that at any position. Well, his thing, his streak came to an end last year. He was not the tight end one. That's true. And guess what? He's not my tight end one either. I'm going with Mark fucking Andrews, okay? And, and I, half of the reason why I'm going Andrews, I'm going to talk about when I get to Kelsey, if that makes sense. It'll make sense when we get to number two for me. So Mark Andrews, I'm a huge Mark Andrews fan. This dude catches everything thrown his way. He is such a good receiving tight end. Big body, 6'5", 255, but... More importantly, his target share is nuts. As a tight end, he had 154 targets last year. 154. Good for 1,361 receiving yards and nine touchdowns. The dude is a baller. Lamar Jackson only throws it to fucking Mark Andrews. Because he Lamar Jackson doesn't throw it a ton. So having an option that 154 targets, that is a big piece of the fucking Lamar pie right there. And... Hollywood Brown, get the fuck out of there. So now it's going to be even more Mark Andrews targets coming this way because they did not really do anything to replace Hollywood Brown's production. They didn't really go and get anything. So Mark Andrews, he took over the number one spot last season. I think he starts his streak of number one starting this season. I think he's going to get it for the second time. Now, if you're not a Mark Andrews believer or you feel like it was fluky, 
Demar Andrews finishes the number one. His last three seasons, his last three seasons, tight end five, tight end six, tight end one. He's a consistent option. He gets a absolute ton of targets, and he is a big time presence in the red zone. And not to mention the the Ravens running game is in shambles. It looks like it looks like Dobbins isn't going to be back. Well, Dobbins is saying he's going to be back, but there's a lot of you know a lot of reports saying that you know he might say he's fine. But do the trainers say he's fine? So their running game is in shambles. They lost their best receiver. Mark Andrews just got even better, in my opinion. And the fact that you can get him later than Kelsey, all in on Mark Andrews as my tight end one. Yeah, and I, the value is definitely there. Um, the only factor for me with Kelsey was just the fact Tyreek's gone, I think. Somebody has to step up. I don't think Mahomes trusts Michael Hardman at all. And he's got to work on his chemistry with Juju and MBS. So that's the only thing keeping Kelsey at the top spot for me. Having said that, Mark Andrews is my number two, obviously. Uh, just everything you just said, you covered it pretty well. Uh, the guy's a touchdown machine, great hands. Uh, the focal point of that offense. Um, even if, you know, JK comes back, which I think he will come back. I hope they don't rush him back, but it's not going to matter. It's Mark Andrews' team. Uh, he's the number two tight end. See, now, my number two tight end, Travis Kelsey. Oh, a lot of big fucking suspense yeah. on this one, guys. Hold on. Hold on. Hey, don't get up and get your popcorn. Sit right in that seat. Travis Kelsey is my number two. Uh, so, just real quick, back to the because you just talked about Mark Andrews. You already talked about Kelsey. I talked about Andrews. Now it's my turn to talk about Kelsey. So comparing the two, Travis Kelsey has never had as many targets in a season as Mark Andrews did last season. Travis Kelsey has never eclipsed the 154 mark for targets. Now, I I agree that he could be used even more in the offense because Tyreek Hill's gone. But I see it as Travis Kelsey was kind of the number one guy, even when Tyreek Hill was there. Because Tyreek Hill was super boomer bust. I feel like Kelsey has always been like the security blanket and he's always been fantastic. Now, I just think that because Kansas City did nothing, well, maybe not nothing. We don't know what Juju is going to be. Um, but a lot of people aren't really expecting much from Juju. Because Travis Kelsey has such a big name and already has defense's attention when Tyreek Hill was there, the fact that Hill's gone, I think that the coverage on Kelsey is going to be fucking nuts. I think teams are going to fully sell out to stop Travis Kelsey. He's still fantastic. He's still talented. He is a bit old, but I think that he's still going to get it done just off of sheer volume alone. So I have Travis Kelsey as two. If you don't have him in your top two, then you maybe you haven't been playing fantasy football for that long. He needs to be in the top two. Everybody else will probably have him one. I'm putting him at two just because Mark Andrews uh, was absolutely dominant last year. And they both kind of have similar situations, right? Both of these tight ends lost the number one receivers for their respected team. It's just Mark Andrews has a humongous fucking target share where Mahomes kind of spreads it out more. But either one of these guys, you can't go wrong either way. Kelsey, you're going to have to spend up a little more in draft equity. Mark Andrews, you can get a little later. Not much, though, because Mark Andrews' ADP is like fucking second round right now. Like pe- People are buying in. So, you know, you can save a little bit going the Andrews way. But realistically, a lot of people are probably going to pass on these guys because nobody really likes to, tight t- likes to take tight end that early. So I got Kelsey, too. 
who do you now this is where it's gonna get fucking weird <laughs> so yeah. who do you got for I, three i i feel like I feel like with tight ends this year, there's four guys, and then the rest are kind of in a mix and match. Uh, obviously, the top two guys, Kelsey and Andrews, whichever way you want to look at it, that they, the reason why they're one and two is because they have an extremely high floor. Um, you can say the same about this guy, but again, it, it's kind of what we just talked about with Debo Samuel for receivers. George Kittle's number three, but you got Trey Lance. Now, with tight ends, typically they rely heavily on, you know, the tight ends because it's like the security blanket. George Kittle is a monster. He's extremely physical. He's a great blocker. He's always on the field when he's healthy. You you hit him in stride. You, you hit him on a screen pass. He can take it to the house. Uh, George Kittle is my number three. I think he out of that entire offense, in San, in San Fran, I think he's the only guy that it doesn't really matter who the quarterback is. It, now, Debo, you know, we said we, he had Jimmy G, he had Trey a couple times. Debo still put up numbers. But, uh, I mean, if they're rolling with Trey 100%, like I think they want to, George Kittle, I don't think he'll really feel the effects of that. See, so this is interesting because our lists are already very different, which I wasn't sure would actually happen uh, when it came to tight ends. My number three tight end is going to be Darren Waller. Now, Waller two seasons ago was the tight end number two. The season before that, he was the tight end number three. Last year, he was the tight end 17. So he had a bit of a fall for grace, but the thing is, it's because he wasn't on the field as much. He went from playing two back-to-back 16-game seasons Last year, he only played 11. So he missed five additional games, and that was that he couldn't come back from that. He couldn't perform nearly as well. So he went from 146 targets down to 93 because of the injuries. He goes from nine touchdowns down to two. His yards per catch were actually higher, but he wasn't on the field to really, you know, make it accumulate. So I believe that Waller back and healthy, uh, like we talked about in the wide receiver episode. Devontae Adams going there. When Devontae Adams is on the field, you send extra attention at Devontae Adams. You have to. He's too good. So Waller, you could argue, is going to have the lightest coverage he's had in his career this upcoming season. Now, will Carr still go to Waller with the same frequency now that he has the best receiver he's ever played with, plus his buddy, Devontae Adams. Adams is going to lead the team in targets. I fully believe that. But Waller's target share, while it might dip a bit, the quality of target, I believe, will increase. Derek Carr is a good quarterback. So I like Waller a lot. And you can get him at a pretty good value right now because everyone's going uh, going Kelsey and Andrews. And then you kind of get into like a group of these guys. And Waller is kind of sliding down a bit because everyone's afraid of the Devontae Adams. So I'm all in on Waller. Really solid pick. I like him at my tight end three. Yeah, so our picks on, on you know, in the tight end category, I just kind of flip-flopped a little bit. I got Waller at four. Uh, like I was just saying, I think there's four guys. Kelsey, Andrews, Kittle, Waller, and then it's kind of the rest. Uh, there's a couple other guys that have high upside, but the floor is not as high. Um, yeah, like you just said, the Devontae Adams effect kind of comes into play. Wall is still going to get a shit ton of targets. Uh, but, I mean, there's no denying 
Devontae is going to take an, an enormous amount of targets from Waller. But having said that, he's my tight end four. I, I wouldn't put him over Kittle, but uh, he's still going to be an extremely effective tight end in fantasy this year. Yep. So it's funny because you just had Waller. This is where I go, Kittle. So we are just kind of flip-flopping here. Kittle last year, he was the tight end four. I feel he kind of did it quietly, but he had some really big blow-up games. He had less than a 1,000 uh, receiving yards last year, George Kittle, and he was still the tight end number four. He had a good target share, 95 targets, 910 receiving yards, six receiving touchdowns, which is nice. The quarterback situation is just so interesting because there's people out there that love Trey Lance, think he's going to be like the second coming of a fucking Michael Vick. And then there's other people that are like, all right, this guy, you know, We've never really seen him play much in college, and he has barely. I think he what started two games last year, if that. Yeah, yeah maybe. And he, and he and he didn't do much in those outings. So I really don't know what to expect with George Kittle, which could be good or bad. If you get Kittle later than the other tight ends we already talked about, it could be a fucking smash value, or he could plummet a bit in the tight end rankings because his, the quarterback play is subpar. I have Kittle here. I feel like it's kind of like a respect position for me. I, I feel dirty and gross if I had him any less than this. So that's where George Kittle stands. Yeah. Yeah. And no, I feel yeah. like I said, with Kittle, I feel like Trey Lance, if he's going to choose this, you know, a safety blanket, it's going to be Kittle. So I think, you know, he's worthy of being a top three, top four guy. Uh, moving on to number five, I have Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts was a fan favorite to draft last year. I think everybody thought he was going to blow up with uh, Matt Ryan there. Then the Calvin Ridley situation unfolded, even more targets. He had a solid year for a rookie tight end, but, I mean, nothing spectacular. Um, but anybody that's seen him play, you know the potential's there to be a top three tight end. He's a, just an oversized receiver. It looks like Megatron out there. Um, the only thing I don't like about Kyle Pitts is the quarterback situation. I'm not a hater of Marcus Mariota. I don't mind Marcus Mariota. I think you kind of feel the same way. Mariota is not that bad. I, we don't know how much he has left in the tank at this point in his career. Um, he went from being a backup to just thrust into the starting position. Now, uh, I mean, you would assume uh, they also drafted Desmond Ritter in the third round. So you don't really know what the quarterback situation is yet, but everything I just said about Trey Lance, it doesn't really matter for tight ends because they tend to be the go-to guy. You know, that's what I've always known you know, tight ends to be. So I don't think it matters the quarterback situation too much. I mean, obviously I got Pitts at number five, but I mean, it's something to make note of. See what See, happens I'm, over in Atlanta. I'm, I'm on the same page with you on this one. I also have Kyle Pitts at five. Now, for a rookie season, it was pretty good. Now, in more so in PPR formats, he was tight end six in PPR. Now, you didn't draft Kyle Pitts to be outside the top five. He got drafted pretty early. He's getting drafted even earlier now. I think Marcus Mariota is a pretty good quarterback. I think he's average. He's not bad. He's not going to kill you. Um, but one important thing about Kyle Pitts is his targets targets receiving yards and touchdowns he had 110 targets which is which is really high for a tight end um he had over a thousand receiving yards with that and he had one touchdown one on the entire season he played 17 games he had one touchdown there's no way 
whether it's with Mariota or with somebody who's worse, there is no way Kyle Pitts goes for one or less touchdowns again. He's too talented for that. So the touchdowns should come up. And if he had one touchdown and was the tight end six, you give him six touchdowns. Does that push him up to four, maybe three? depending on what goes on with guys like Kittle. So I have Kyle Pitts at five. I think that's pretty safe there. I think it's conservative. I don't see him finishing less than tight end five. As long as he's healthy, I don't see him coming in worse than that. Yeah, no, I, I agree. It, we both have Pitts at five. That's, that's pretty much, I think, where you would uh, expect to see him on most of these lists. Um, all right, so number six. Number six, I have Dalton Schultz. And uh, he's one of those guys where he either got drafted really late or, you know, by a Cowboy fan. Or he's just, he, I think, I think people kind of were surprised by him. And he ended up having a fantastic year. He pieced together a great season. Um, the question is, can he do it again? And I think he can. That's why I have him at number six. They, they lost to Mark Cooper, like we, you know, have mentioned in the wide receiver episode. CD Lamb has big things ahead of him. Michael Gallup, big things ahead of him. Uh, but Schultz is the guy over there at the tight end spot. So uh, Dak loves him. They, they, you know, they have great chemistry. I think he's in store for uh, another good year. And I would feel, I'd feel confident if he was my tight end. Uh, I agree with you. And lockstep again. I have Dolan Schultz at tight end six. Now, last season he finished tight end three and standard in PPR. Dude, at eight touchdowns, 104 targets, 78 receptions, 808 receiving yards, which isn't a ton. But he gets targeted a lot around around the uh, you know around the line of scrimmage, and he was big in the red zone with eight receiving touchdowns. Amari Cooper is out of there, as mentioned when we were doing the wide receiver episode. I talked about how frustrating it was when they got down to within the 10 yard line, and Dak would drop back, and instead of going to CD Lamb on the outside, he'd go to Schultz in the middle who could just, you know, bully little cornerbacks at his six foot five frame. So I like Schultz again to come through um, having him at tight end six. I think it's really safe. If you're going to wait on tight end, if you miss out on that top, you know, group of big names, Donald Schultz is the next guy I want. If I don't get a Pitts or an Andrews or uh, Kittle, Schultz is the next best thing for me. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. Um, so number seven is a tight end that I had in a couple of our leagues. I, I'm pretty sure in a bunch of leagues he went undrafted. And I know I picked him up in a handful of leagues. He ended up being my starting tight end in all those leagues. I, he outplayed and outperformed the, the tight ends I drafted in the leagues I waited. And it's Dawson Knox. And he had nine touchdowns. He had nine receiving touchdowns. He he turned out to be um, one of Josh Allen's go-to targets in the red zone. Um, now, the thing with him, though, he started off really hot. Uh, I think in the first five weeks, I think he had five touchdowns. And then he got banged up. He missed a couple of games, and then he came back, and he had, like, I don't know, two or three, maybe four more. Yes, he had four more the rest of the year. But he started off hot. And I feel like if he didn't get injured, maybe he wouldn't have lost some momentum a little bit. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm I'm expecting. Obviously, we talked about Diggs. Diggs is gonna have another good year. I think Gabriel Davis is gonna have a big year. I'm eyeing him. But Dawson Knox is that guy in the red zone 
Uh, he may not have put up the yards. He, like he had games, he had like two catches, 70 yards and a touchdown. Like it, that's what you're gonna expect. It's kind of hit or miss. He's not as consistent as Schultz by any means, but he gets touchdowns, he gets targeted in the red zone. So tight end's a tricky position, like we were saying. Like you got those top four or five guys and then it's like, you're not looking at consistency. So you gotta try to latch on to you know, so somebody like Knox that can get touchdowns in a powerful offense. So again, Knox is number seven for me. Again, I have Dawson Knox at seven. It's the same it's same exact argument you were making. I was going back and forth between Knox and Schultz, but with Schultz, I just he got he gets targeted more than Knox does, and he's heavily favored in the red zone by Dak Prescott. Dawson Knox is similar, but you're really banking on the touchdown upside because, like you said, he had tons of games where he had three or less targets. It's just he get he gets looks in the red zone, and he's a big boy, and he can pull them down in there, but they don't really rely on him between the twenties. So Dawson Knox is a guy I did have him in some fantasy leagues last year. I had him for the stretch where he had five touchdowns in four weeks. And I had him for the stretch where he was catching like one ball for 17 yards. So he was hit or miss. But on the weeks when he hit, he borderline one of the week. So he's a boomer bust tight end, in my opinion. But I feel if I'm going to boomer bust late round tight end, I'm going to hitch my wagon to Josh Allen and Dak Prescott, as opposed to some of the guys that I imagine we're going to be getting to on this list. So Dawson Knox is there. He's he's a tier below Schultz, in my opinion, but I'm not mad at Dawson Knox. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so my number eight is a little bit of a homer pick, but, I mean, he had nine touchdowns last year. I'm going Hunter Henry. Um, he, he had nine receiving touchdowns his first year in New England with a rookie quarterback. It was clear to me that Mac definitely trusts him in the red zone. Uh, he's not a big big yardage guy. Um, you know the Pats kind of retooled their their wide receiver wide receivers. Now they brought in Devontae Parker. So, um, and I'm expecting John Smith to have a big year. Come considering, you know how poor he played last year. I think it's well documented how poor he played. So, I mean, there's a couple factors that are going to go into this. But, I mean, it's a tight end category. It, it's tough to piece together 10 that I really, you know, you're going to feel good about. But when you're looking at nine touchdowns, you can't you can't ignore that. So, Hunter Henry is my number eight. All right, my number eight, we, we have a discrepancy here. We were on the same page for a while. I kind of took a left here. I'm going Zach Ertz. Okay, so Zach Ertz, when he was playing in Philly last year, he was terrible. Okay, he was god awful. But when he went to Arizona, it's like he just the fire got relit and he was rejuvenated and he was fucking fantastic. Last season, I don't even know. Like, if if you haven't been, you know, paying attention to the data, maybe you haven't really dove into fantasy football for this season. You're not really paying attention to like where players finished last year. Zach Ertz finishes tight end five in PPR formats. He had 112 targets, 74 receptions. He had 763 receiving yards, which isn't great, but he had five touchdowns as well. But a lot of that production came as soon as the trade happened and he went to Arizona. You got to remember the Cardinals are going to have no Hopkins for the first six weeks. So Zach Ertz could be a fantastic late round tight end for you to grab 
get off to a hot start with and then maybe you could look to move him around the time Hopkins comes back or you can just ride him out and he should get even better higher quality targets when Hopkins is there because now the attention has to shift back over to Hopkins. I think Zacharis is going to be fantastic to start the season. I think he's going to be really solid to finish the season. So I really don't mind grabbing Zacharis like at the very end of your fantasy drafts. Very cool with Zacharis. Yeah, I, I don't mind Zacharis. I don't have him on my list. So I'll talk about him briefly now because I, I'm not going to get to him. Um, I like Zacharis. I had him on a couple teams last year and I held on to him for whatever reason. When I saw him get traded, I was like, I'm glad I did because I knew it was a change of scenery uh, and it was going to work out for him. The issue I have for this upcoming season though is there's other players around him that are going to take targets in my opinion. So Hollywood Brown, him and Kyler go way back. You know, Hollywood's going to get a lot of targets because I think Kyler's going to kind of favor him. Hopkins when he comes back. One player we haven't mentioned in any of these episodes yet that I think is a breakout candidate is Rondell Moore. He's a big play guy uh, and I think he's going to make some noise. So I'm not too sold on Ertz. That's just where I'm at. That's why he's not on my list. Um, my number nine tight end is Robert Tanya. Hmm. Interesting. I was, I was a big Tanya guy last year, last couple of years. Um, I think his his ceiling is like a George Kittle, but his floor is like bad. So <laughs> it's just it, he he just needs to get more consistent. But um, I mean, look at the Packers, the, the Packers offense. Aaron Rodgers is a creature habit. That's why he's one of the goats. Like it, he has a routine. He has his guys. It, he, like he brought Randall Cobb back in at the end of his career because he trusts him and he went to him. Robert Tanyan has Rogers trust. Devante's gone. So it's like Alan Lazard, Tanyan, you know, they, they drafted a receiver. It's like, but at the end of the day, you know that Tanyan's going to get looks in the red zone. So that's touchdowns. If you're getting tight ends, you know, you got to go for tight end touchdowns. If you're not, if you're not getting one of those top four or five guys, you got to go for a guy that may be dependent on touchdowns. And Tanyan is exactly that. Because he's with Rodgers, though, he could have game. He could have a game where he gets zero targets, and then he could have a game where he has three touchdowns. You just kind of got to live with it. So, I mean, it wouldn't be my first pick. He's number nine on my list. I actually had somebody else in this spot, and then just thinking about it, looking at my list. I, I had to put Tanyan in my top ten. So I'm pretty confident in him. Uh, I think he has a lot of potential. It's just a matter of if he's going to hit it and he can stay healthy. That's definitely an interesting pick. I do not have Tanyan in my top 10, but you made a lot of compelling points there. Now, my next pick, it, does, it doesn't feel good, man. And looking at this guy's face staring at me on the computer screen right now is just very disturbing. It's going to be TJ Hawkinson. <laughs> okay. Now, Hawkinson was, I feel like he had a ton of buzz last season. You know, he's in Detroit. He has Jared Goff going there. Goff is going to throw it to this guy fucking 200 times. And he was going to be a big play guy. And he started off the year pretty good. The targets were there. Like, listen to, you know, just up into the bye week for targets. Okay. 11, 9, 2, 8, 3, 11, 9, 11. Like, that's huge target share. But 
Yeah, some of the games he did well with it, but he did not have a lot of touchdowns. Boy, he only had four on the season. But an alarming thing or something that people might be overlooking, he only played in 12 games. There was 17 games last year. He missed five. So with only 12 games played, he had 84 targets. So if you give him those five additional games, he'd be over 100 targets fairly easy, which if you're going late round tight end, you know, Hawkinson will probably be in the upper tier of late round tight ends. But if you're getting a guy that's going to have over 100 targets, yeah, that's not bad. Now, is he going to get a lot of touchdowns? Probably not. He had four last year. Again, missed five games, so maybe he should have had six, which if you can get six touchdowns, 100 targets, maybe catch 65 to 70 balls, then you could do worse for a late tight end. So I'm not totally mad at TJ Hawkinson if if you're going to wait on tight end. Well, that's a perfect segue because Hawkinson is my number 10. (laughs) Um, Yeah, everything you just said, I think uh, there's no reason he shouldn't be able to get more touchdowns. He's a tight end in a poor offense. Goff is not a good quarterback. Um, you know, he, he's a red zone target. Like you said, he missed those games. He still had all those targets. So the, the usage is there. He's going to get a lot of a lot of opportunities. Um, I'm not a big Hawkinson guy, but, I mean, he has to be in the top 10. The, the only So I'll let you get to your top 10. There's a few other honorable mentions if you want. I was going to throw in at the end. So Hawkinson is my 10. Who do you got at 10? Okay, so my 10, this is a bit of a passion project to me. Uh, I've liked this guy for a while now, and I think this is going to be the, this could be the potential breakout year for Tyler Higby. Now, he he has the name Tyler Higbeast, and he deserved it a couple years ago. Last year, didn't really deserve it. So he played 15 out of 17 games, so he only missed two games. He came in at tight end 14. Now, He had 85 targets, which is the second most of his career. 85 targets? Like, you like that number. You know Stafford, he slings the ball around. Now, he does compete with Cooper Cup. (laughs) That turned out to be a problem. Um, But there's going to be no Odell for a big chunk of the season. As you guys know, Odell, he he blew out his knee very late into the playoffs in the Super Bowl. So... He blew it out as late as you could do it. So Odell's he also still hasn't resigned. He's still free agent, so they they may not even bring him back. So we don't know what's going on with Odell. Best case scenario, if he does go back to Los Angeles, he's not. He's going to miss a huge, maybe even the whole season. Uh, Robert Woods is gone. So now Tyler Higby is in a great spot to be the number two option for Matt Stafford, which that's a nice place to be. He's a talented wide receiver. He's done it before. He's a really good red zone option. Tyler Higby, I, I'm not mad at it at tight end number 10. Yeah, you've always uh, you've always kind of been a Higby guy. And uh, I, I listened to your advice at one point in time. And I it didn't work out for me, to say the least. <laughs> He's he's a very touchdown dependent tight end, but he can have games where he gets you multiple touchdowns and he feels great, and then he can come back with like a four for forty. But when you're drafting that late, like Tyler Higby is probably going borderline undrafted. But if you can get a guy that has like a floor of four for forty, it's not the worst. But you have you know two three touchdown upside. Oh, you could do you could do worse. I know it's a tight end list, but the reason why. Higby's not on my list is yes, the Rams lost Woods. Yes, they're 
probably not bring him back Beckham maybe late in the in the year uh, but they you can't forget about the sign they, they signed Allen Robinson that's a yeah, big target it is but we I'm just saying we haven't seen Robinson yeah. be good in quite yeah. a while it's been a while um, all right so a couple guys I want to mention but you know obviously the tight ends is kind of it's kind of rough so I like to throw out a couple other names Dallas Goddard Philly mm-hmm. beast great hands uh Hertz loves him but the target share is a little suspect now because they got AJ Brown in town yeah and you know Devonta's still there uh but he's easily the number one tight end over there so he's a guy I would feel okay with because he gets a decent amount of targets I feel like uh Freymouth over there in uh, Pittsburgh yep. rookie but- from last year the quarterback's the problem. If Roethlisberger was still there, Fairmuth would have been in my top ten. I, I Roethlisberger couldn't hit the ocean from a boat. <laughs> like his arm was gone when he retired. I think uh, again, like I've said it many times in these in these podcasts, it's like these young rookie quarterbacks rely on the tight end. I think. I think. Muth, as I like to call him down there, I think he's going to have a decent season. So I would keep him as a sleeper. And then one more player I want to talk about is kind of one of my guys. I already know who it is. And it's funny because I feel like nobody else is going to know. Who? It has to be fucking Evan Ingram. Yeah. Evan Ingram (laughs) went to Jacksonville. I love Evan Ingram. I think his potential is is great that he just the Giants didn't work out he had a couple good years he kept getting banged up but he showed flashes of being a very very good really oversized receiver I think a change of scenery will work out great for him uh Trevor Lawrence had a shitty year as a rookie okay I I, I understand that all the quarterbacks did except for Mac and Mac had his ups and downs but uh if you look at the coaching in Jacksonville it was like the worst of all time like the bottom of the barrel when it came to coaching i think it's a new uh regime over there in jacksonville i think trevor lawrence is going to bounce back a little bit yeah i'm not expecting big things out of trevor lawrence but uh getting somebody like evan ingram over there i think is going to be good for evan ingram and again like i keep saying these young quarterbacks rely on their tight ends evan ingram is not a bad guy to rely on because he's a big-time playmaker. Um, so I'm keeping my eye on Ingram. He's, you know, probably going to go last round. More more I, than likely, you know, I, maybe I, a little I, earlier than that. But I, don't even think, I don't even think he gets drafted, honestly. He might not, but I'll be taking him. I'll be taking the 16th round or 18th <laughs> round, wherever we're at, or picking him up after the draft. I like Evan Ingram. I like him in Jacksonville. Keep an eye on him. Yeah, oh, Jared now, Cook. My guy, Jared Cook. <laughs> I love this year. <laughs> All right. Before we get out of here, because we're running out of time yet again, uh, one player, I was actually going to mention Evan Ingram, because I think that could be could be interesting with Trevor Lawrence if he can get his head out of his ass. One player I think that warrants at least a bit of discussion is Gianno Smith, actually. Now, Gianno Smith was brought into New England to be the quote-unquote Aaron Hernandez Aaron Hernandez role. He was going to be the big pass catcher. He was going to be a really good route runner, essentially just a, a big receiver esque type tight end did not get there last year. Uh, it was just a very interesting year for Janice Smith. He just wasn't good at all. You know, you get a new, 
a whole off season under your belt. Maybe it's it. Maybe he just had a tough learning curve. I do like Gianna Smith. I'm not drafting him. Probably not picking him up. That's the guy that I'm at least keeping an eye on. Gianna's my guy. Fucking love Gianna. Uh, all right, so that is going to do it for the tight end portion. Hopefully, you could stomach it. It got ugly at times, but I think we closed it out pretty well. So uh, remember, make sure you guys in the Facebook group are keeping your eye open on the leagues. We're going to be opening up all the leagues.